Hello and welcome to a new, cozy edition of Save Station Radio. And I say cozy because this week we're talking about Animal Crossing New Horizons. I am your regular co-host Dustin, and with me is my other co-host Connor. Hello there. And this week, once again joining us, I believe for their first full-time Save Station Radio episode, Woo. is Sid. How's yeah. it going? Hi, I I guess I'm a regular guest at this point, but yes, this is my first, not just a segment. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I was thinking about. It, I was like, I'm pretty sure you're our first full full podcast guest, and then I thought I remembered our first episode. So no, you don't get that title. Sorry. Aw, boo. That's all <laughs> that right. That goes to that goes to Caleb. <laughs> that's all right. But you get to be our second. Woo. So yeah, uh, Animal Crossing. Of course, this is developed by Nintendo. EPD, which is their internal development group, and then published by them, released March 20th, 2020. Uh, so that was like right as we were going into quarantine for context, which is important for a lot of people because this was their game. You know, this, this was talked about a lot in, in the context of quarantine and it being kind of a cozy adventure for people. Yeah, this was like the last thing I did before fully just not going out anymore was I went to the GameStop and picked this and Doom Eternal up at the same time. Yes, yep. this and that game released the same day, that's right. Same. And then a week before that released was the release of the special edition console. So one of the last things I did without a mask was I waited in line at a Best Buy to try and get that console. Oh, the days. Yep. Remember those days when we were like, oh, I mean, this thing seems bad, but, you know, is it going to be that bad? Oh, it is. It is. It is. Um, anyway, if you've somehow been living under a rock and don't really know what this game is, it's kind of like, I, I guess you could call it like a survival game. I struggle to call it that because you can't really take damage or there's no threat of you losing, not it's surviving. A life, it's a life sim. Yeah, it's, um, very chill, very relaxed. There is a progression to it, but it's, it's just kind of pleasant. Yeah, so I'm going to turn it over to one of you. Will you give us sort of a basic overview of gameplay? Uh, yeah, the so the premise for this game, different from other Animal Crossing games, this one you're on a deserted island. You are sent by, you know, just whatever. You just go and then uh, you take the Tom Nook travel package and you end up on this deserted island with just you and like, I believe three villagers and then Tom Nook and the two Nooklings are there. Yeah, it's just two other villagers, I think. One Uchi and one Jock. Right at the start? Okay. Those yeah. are the personality types. Right. So as you go, you then get to build structures like houses for your villagers or your own house. And you continue to get buildings and more tools that let you explore more of the island. Uh... And that's pretty much just how, like, the early game progresses. Once you get everything unlocked, then you can, f like, fully customize your island. And by fully, we mean, like, you can terraform and completely remake your island as you see fit. Yeah, I mean, there's no, like Dustin said, there's no real, like, risk of losing. You need to make money, but making money is fairly easy with just, you know, like, catching fish and selling them. You can get, like, attacked by tarantulas or scorpions. <laughs> But that's the only way you, like, die, quote-unquote. You just get sent back to your house, and that's it. I got stung by some wasps. Oh, yeah, that's a real threat. 
makes your face look ugly for a little bit till you take some medicine. <laughs> but yeah, that it's pretty much uh, just a variety of different things that you can do day to day, but none of them really have a time limit, so it's very relaxing and you can do things as your own at your own pace. Yeah, this game does introduce the the Nook Miles tickets, which you um a little bit into the game you unlock the ability to have daily quests for those. They'll have a times two or times five multiplier to get tickets or to get nook miles which are a currency to buy special items and those quests only last that day but you get new ones every day so it's not like you really miss out also when we say day this game is tied to the in-world the in-world clock so it's not like like stardew valley or harvest moon or all these things other life sims where a day is like 20 minutes 30 minutes whatever it be this game is like day to day literally day to day right yeah it uses your system clock so i want to hear how many hours have you both spent in this game well dustin how many have you put into it you just recently got the game so oh yeah um i put in a healthy how my system clock says over 10 hours that's pretty good nice nice so you know you know um i'm at i'm at a little over 390 Uh, that's that's a healthy amount um i'm gonna blow you both out of the water mine is at 725 hours (laughs) yeah jesus christ this episode will be up i believe after the one year anniversary of the game and you know if you play every single day for several months on end then you're going to get a healthy playtime. <laughs> no yes. kidding. So I, I, I like that our times and our, our experience with the series, which we'll talk about in a minute, differ so wildly. Um, this, that'll be the structure of this episode, is I'm going to come at it from kind of a newcomer's perspective um, and critiquing it that way, but you guys will be able to talk about the uh, sort of long game and um, how the series has progressed. Um, right, because you've never played any other Animal Crossing game as well, right? This is your first one? Yep, this is my first one. Uh, And that's the thing about this episode. Normally, we like to do series. We like to, you know, start from as close to the beginning or whatever. You know, play Crash 1, 2, and 3. But this is, there's like no story. There's no narrative here. It's it's a fairly straightforward survival game. So, and again, in quotes. I feel like it's similar to when you play like The Sims. It's like you want to play with the most recent version because it has most of the new features. You can go black and play other ones, but you're going to lose some of the qualities that maybe the new ones have. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The, I think there is like historical merit in playing the other ones, but just if you just start with the newest one, that's going to be fine. Um, it is kind of interesting to see how the series has progressed and they added new features and whatnot, but you know, it's you're not missing out. So because of that structure and because we, we kind of just covered the gameplay, like that is what the game is pretty much. You walking around, finding stuff, you know, collecting stuff, building structures talking to other animals like that's that's what the game is there's not a whole lot to discuss there uh maybe you all who've played 700 hours <laughs> disagree <laughs> but uh but just like a general overall that's what it is so the majority of this podcast will be talking about your guys's personal stories with it um you know we'll review it obviously and then we're gonna run through the year because they've had a year of updates with this game uh different different holidays basically they kind of do it around seems like to me um, so we're just run through that, and you guys will give a review of that pretty much. And you know, I'll be here to 
to add in. Instead of starting with our personal stories, because I think that's going to be a much bigger chunk of this episode, let's start with our reviews, um, or at least our impressions in my case. And since I'm the the <laughs> the uh, the loser who's never played the series before, I'm going to go ahead and start since my time is just so low. I so just to get out of the way first, I like it. I, I, it took a minute for it to get its hooks in me. I didn't necessarily feel like playing it at first it it, it, i feel like that's kind of some of my problems with it um it didn't really click but once i started forcing myself to play it every day i start to like it more and more and i like checking in with it which i think is the point they don't want you to play this game for hours a day necessarily they kind of want you to play it for 30 minutes a day um which is what i've gathered from it at least and so i think if you kind of give in to what to how it's designed that way it becomes a much better experience but I want to say that first because I do have some things that are negative about it, and I want to start there just because I feel like I feel like when we don't do that, I can come across as uh, hating it more than I do because I do really like it. But I think this game's biggest problem, and if you're a newcomer, um, I want to warn people, I think its pacing isn't great. I think there's a lot of things about it that are very slow that make it hard to get into. And there are some things that, surprisingly, the game doesn't really explain to you. <laughs> Of how to do things um i think probably the most recent example i discovered was you can expand your inventory which i i kind of feel like should have been there from the beginning because you have a pretty small inventory at first and it becomes kind of a pain because you're constantly having to run back and forth selling things uh to make room in your inventory because <laughs> that's kind of this game right it's just picking up stuff so when your inventory is constantly full it it kind of breaks with the pacing in a frustrating way and then that compounds with the fact that everywhere you go in this game, there's a loading screen. <laughs> like, almost everything you do, almost every building you walk into and leave, you have to watch a loading screen. Almost every action you take, there's a loading screen. And it, it can just kind of... It, it, it makes it... Like, it gives you a very slow experience, especially at first. Um, I don't know, did you guys feel that way starting this one? Is that different from other games? Um, so the only ones that I really remember the starts of, I've, I've played everything from City Folk newer. Um, I don't really remember starting City Folk because that was my first one and I was a bit younger, but starting New Leaf, I felt like that one was pretty slow as well. I, I know with that one, you can, um, you start the game as the mayor and they kind of ask you to do a lot of things, but like, I don't know, maybe it was just because I was literally so feral for this release that when I got it, like I booted it up the instant I got it and I plowed through the opening section. I don't think it took me longer than three real days to get to the qualification to build Town Hall. You've definitely spent a lot more time in that early wilderness part of the game than I ever did. So, and I, I think that's partially because of my experience with the series, as well as my excitement for the series. I kind of knew what it was expecting from me. And I knew that, like, it was a matter of paying your house off. It was a matter of, like, doing X, Y, and Z and, like, checking in with these people and how to figure out what the task requirements are and all of these things, albeit with the new, like, added crafting and whatnot. But, no, I did not have that experience. It was very quick to start and it was very... Um, I think the longest thing it took for me to do was collect all the iron that I needed, but that was because it was waiting the next day until the stones could be hit again with the shovel to, you know, get that resource. So, um, but then that kind of brings me into just wanting to plug this in at the beginning of the 
show, just because it's kind of controversial in the Animal Crossing fandom, there are two ways to play this game. One is where you play it day to day without affecting your system clock at all, and that's called... um, that's just like a regular approach, but then either whether you call it cheating or whether you call it customized approach or whatever it is, I've heard a couple different ways, but like time traveling is definitely a thing that a lot of people do in this game. And it is something that I have done as well, where you affect your system clock to change the day forward, change the time forward. So you can do things that only happen in the morning, at night, whatever it be. And you affect your system clock to basically speed up the game a bit. So in those early days of being quarantined and basically having this as like my one thing that I was doing absolutely time traveling affecting it I think I didn't start time traveling in this game until maybe like a month or so in because I wanted to do it pretty by the books for a while but then eventually you know it's just like uh I have other shit I want to do I can't always boot the game up exactly at the time that I want to do so I'll time travel backward in the day to just make sure the stops are open or things like that um I think the pace of the game is in your hands in that aspect and you can kind of make that choice i think another huge part of the opening section of the game uh, at least for sid and i was we got this game immediately at launch and there was a lot of like shared community stuff happening at that time absolutely absolutely which if you start nowadays you're gonna miss out on because you there's no way to replicate that really so, yeah, it was everybody on the internet was talking about this and pretty much only this and sharing tips on how to do these things and vice versa, you know, like you're right. The the out out of game community was integral in the start of this game as well. Yeah, I think the biggest example was with the intro once you started getting the museum, there is a part where you get blathers to build a museum and then you have to wait an entire day while the museum is built and you can't donate anything. And I remember just that day, a bunch of people like on Twitter or whatever were doing like art or just posting about, oh, why can't I just give them this stuff? So then there's pictures of like mountains of bugs in front of the museum site. and Just waiting. Yep. Yeah. Stuff like that. You just can't really get if you play the game nowadays. And we'll get into it too with like the updates and stuff, but like the fury of the egg day spawn rates and things like that. Like this game, because when I played New Leaf when I was in high school, um, like I, I did get some of that aspect of like, I knew other people on the internet liked it. I knew about like sharing the QR codes for different patterns and things like that. I have never experienced the kind of meta level game in a video game like I did with Animal Crossing this past year. And I think it was largely because of everybody was quarantined and really focused on it but i also feel like because of the life sim aspect of it it also encouraged that kind of like communication between the community interesting uh huh that 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 stuff's cool to be honest though i don't think that the having that stuff would solve my problems with it My, my issue is that like at its core the pacing of it is slow because it needs to load every time you go out and out of a building um, because dialogue grows so slowly because th- there are a couple aspects of this game that feel very dated it's Stuff very that, funny like, because the things that you're mentioning are things that have been sped up from previous games so i think i'm like oh it's so snappy now and you're like absolutely not <laughs> so hi this is dustin from the future quickly interrupting the show to let you know that connor was having some audio issues and some bits of his audio kept cutting in and out and this one, I felt like I needed to drop a message to relay what it was being said, because it's important. Uh, they were, first of all, agreeing with me, which, of course, 
the most important thing about the slowness of some aspects of the game. They were also saying, though, that it is possible to skip dialogue by pressing B, I believe. And then also that uh, the crafting system can be sped up during the crafting process if you mash the A button. Uh, anyway, back to the show. Okay, real quick, though, I do want to get back to the stuff that I think is outdated because, again, I want to lump this all together so I don't sound too negative later on. <laughs> um, it's stuff like not being able to do more than one thing at a time. Like, you're talking about crafting. Why can't I craft multiple of the same item in one go? You have no idea how many times people in the community have said, since the update, like, since the launch of this game, why is there no bulk crafting? Oh, I believe it. I'm sure people who are in tune with this game know these problems intimately. But it's stuff like, or at first when you're donating uh, bugs before you get the museum, why can't I do more than one at a time? <laughs> why do I have to open my menu every single time I want to donate something? When <laughs> like, you I just get to the museum being open, you can do that in bulk. So that yes. is something Yes, better. and I discovered that, which is kind of a little more infuriating, actually, because I'm like, why isn't that there from the beginning? I think um, it's because they deliberately want to make a more they want to force the player into kind of this like gradual escalation pace of the game they're like they don't want to overwhelm new people so they they forcibly slow it down so when you're a player who is used to faster paced games or a, a veteran of the series you find things very frustrating and like i get the bulk crafting especially when it comes to crafting fish bait that is the point where i really am annoyed with it but also like that's kind of the point of animal crossing is the point is to slow down and take your time and so i think that because a lot of other video games are very fast paced that's why it can become so frustrating but it's also it can be very relaxing if that's what you're looking for in a game is something more slow paced so personally i think it's a matter of opinion and i don't think either opinion is wrong sure and some of this stuff i do kind of feel like should be optional you know like i feel like it wouldn't ruin the game to have I don't know, just just like a here's how you play it at a quicker pace. But like, um, one of the other things that that just kind of gets me, um, when you're inside your house and you're organizing it and decorating it, which is what I understand the end game of this game is. That's how I f that and that you know I feel that right now and I get that that's where it's headed. Um, it gives you this awesome editing mode where you can go top down and move things around and select exactly where you want them on these tiles, which works really well and is really nice. My thing with that, though, is I get there and I'm like, cool, I have this editing mode now. Why can't I just activate that out in the world? I was trying to place a street lamp another character gave me, and I could not get it on the correct spot I wanted it. Like, no matter how hard I tried facing it, it just wouldn't go there exactly. Do you know that when you, you can physically grab things and move them with your per with your person? No. <laughs> okay, so if you hold, if you go up to something, you press A, you can physically drag it around. But the point of that, though, is what you're experiencing in the overworld is how decorating in the game used to be always. That's how it was in your house, too. The idea of doing this edit mode in your house is something that was added in Happy Home Designer in the 3DS games, and that was retroactively added back into New Leaf as an update. So this is very new for the series. And this is very much them taking the game and pointing it more as a decoration-focused thing. And if you look at, like, really diehard Animal Crossing people a year into this game, pretty much all they do is decorate. Um, but being able to place furniture outside is something new to this game. You could not do that before. So what okay. they're doing in is... Interesting. Yeah. And they're also giving a lot more control to the player with the outside world too with terraforming that was not a thing you were stuck with whatever town layout you had you couldn't affect the world so there is a lot more tools 
But yes, they're very rudimentary. They're brand new features. And I think that maybe the next game that we get, maybe in five years, it will look like that highly edited mode outside. It's not there yet. That's interesting to me. I I think as a new player, though, like, I don't have that context. But even if I did have that context, it's just a little bit frustrating where I'm like, this editing mode is great inside the house. I love it. It's accurate. It works. It's It's really nice. I want to be able to edit my island like that all the time. Right. I, I think just free-placing stuff as the character is weird. Or even if it just gave you... Like, like games like this have kind of sorted this out. Where, like, in, in Minecraft or whatever, it'll highlight where you're going to put a brick, right? Mm-hmm. In most games, if you're placing objects, it'll give you, like, a ghost image of that object to let you know this is where it goes. This game doesn't do that. Which is... I think for a game that's all about placing stuff is kind of yeah. wild. Well, that's something that I have a blind side for because I'm so used to the series. Like, I'm just, in, it's intuitive to me. And, like, the idea that you can go up and grab something and move it with your person, I get that that's super not intuitive. Um, but, yeah. It's so, a freaking so lamppost. Pers- You're not going to think to just push it. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I don't think the game told me I could do that at all. Like, you're telling me this. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so. so, but that's the thing is, like, that. It, it, you definitely get two different perspectives playing this game if you've played other games like it before or not so yeah it's just like it, it, it's just a little like okay why i, I want to be able to decorate my island i want to be able to make this little island paradise like that's appealing to me but it's not letting me do it the way i want to which is interesting and then my last like and this is nitpicky and selfish based on what my needs are why can't i make my character an albino yeah yeah, that's a little that's frustrating. A, that's a problem a lot of games have that they just don't have like pure white hair options. Like, come on, games. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and I saw, and maybe you guys can answer this. There's an option when you're buying stuff with the Nuke Miles for like hair color styles. I don't have enough to get it yet. Does that include white hair? I think the closest is like a light gray. It's. I don't think there's a stark white option. Um, there was in New Leaf, the game before this. You could have stark white hair. That was a lot more chaotic, though, <laughs> the way that you could do that, because there was this thing called Shampoodle, and basically she would ask you a bunch of cryptic questions, and there were, like, straight-up guides that you would look for on the internet how to get the hairstyle and hair color you wanted. It was crazy. So yeah, the you had idea to do that a you quiz just... to decide what hairstyle you wanted. Oh, that's awful. You, had to, you used sucked. to have to do a quiz to decide what your facial features looked like at the beginning of the game, and you couldn't change it. So, like, again, lots of quality life improvements that look pretty rudimentary outside the series, but are, like, a stark change for the series, which is, is not, it's not an excuse, but, like, you know. Yeah, and I guess if I was to zoom out and just, like, combine all my criticisms, it feels like this game was developed in a vacuum, almost, where, like... Like, sure, they're improvements based on the other games, but it feels like they weren't looking at similar games doing similar things and taking them to, into account during the design process. Where it's just like, yeah, like not being able to place things wherever or, you know, having a super robust character creator. You know, stuff that, like, if you're telling me, you're selling me this game on, build this wonderful island, it's customizable, it's it's you, you get to be you. Stuff that I would expect to be there that isn't. It's also weird, though, as I'm sitting here thinking about um, just sort of what the, like, series has been built around. I don't ever think that it was... It wasn't until recently that it was truly about full customization. Yeah, that was not the I focus feel like, of the series. That's a very new focus. Yeah, but, like... Happy so, home designer and after, I think. Yeah, for sure. But then I feel like there's some part of the development where they don't want to lean fully into 
like absolute power of customizing everything and having like super insane abilities to Are you saying Nintendo says absolute power corrupts absolutely? <laughs> it might, but it's it's mainly like the main focus of the game. I think they don't want to make it into the Sims. Yeah, the main focus of the series is to just be in this world with these other characters. That was the main um a little bit of history for the series. That was the main goal of the creator was he just missed visiting a small town because he moved to a big city and was working all the time. So that this was just meant to emulate that. This was the original GameCube one, which was far limited. But I feel like as it progressed, they sort of wanted to give you more control over the other villagers, which again seems like within the context of the world feels a little weird. So I feel like there might just be some level of steering away from that kind of thing, if that makes sense. I think it's I think we're in this weird kind of like teenage adolescence phase for Animal Crossing where it's just it's looking at its history and it's thinking yes it was this more of like a town sim where you like you didn't have any control at all you were just a random person who moved into the town and whoever was there was there sometimes they decide to leave sometimes they don't and then random people get assigned to you to come back in Um, it wasn't until New Leaf where you got to be the mayor of the city that you had had even like an inkling of control and you could place the buildings and you could decide these things that was in 2012 and then happy home designer was straight up a decorator in the animal crossing universe they realized that that was super popular and now they're kind of pivoting into making this not the sims because i don't think they want to go to the point where it's literally just like you have the power that the sims kind of lets you have to decorate i feel like that's what you're kind of describing where it's this ease of access ui build the world i think they still want to keep it in its roots but they want to give you more control incrementally i think that terraforming is an interesting choice to give to the player if that's what they're wanting to do but at the same time like i think they're at this crossroads where they're gonna have to start looking at what do they want the series to be going forward yeah and if that's their philosophy, that's kind of strange to me because, like, I visited, you know, I visited your island, which is amazing, and then I did some of the dream, uh, like, visited random peoples with the dream function, mm-hmm. and, like, they're amazing, too. It's like, well, you can customize stuff. It's just more annoying than it should be. <laughs> so, like... It is it's like, It is a great undertaking, yes. It's like they're saying, like, if that's the case, and, you know, we're making assumptions, it's like they're saying, we don't want this, but... If you really want to work at it, you can do it. It just is more work than it should be. Well, I think it's the community telling Nintendo that that's what they want. I think it's the community affirming, we want this to be the focus of the game. Yeah, a lot of the high detailed areas are just users using the system to make something that I don't feel like the system was fully intended for. Right. Um, Specifically, once you get into like custom designs and like the crazy all-powerful item known as the simple panel... Mm-hmm. that could be used to make like fully customizable walls um i also think too that like nintendo does listen to their community because like in animal crossing they gave us the ability to make those custom designs and put them on the floor and people made pads people made like brick paths and things for their town and then suddenly in this game not only did they give us path options that you can buy they let you use a qr code to make paths and place them as like a as a function so like they are definitely taking what the community does into consideration for me and looking at other nintendo ips i feel like this is the one franchise where they really look at their community for their ideas as opposed to like others i mean i feel like they're good especially in like zelda franchise they do that as well but yeah you're right this is very much like the developers are as much a part of the community as the community is 
Absolutely. Okay. Well, I promise that's as negative as I will be about it. Um, <laughs> I do want to say, I think this game is beautiful. I love looking at it. Um, I love the island aesthetic. Like, that's just an aesthetic that appeals to me naturally. So, like, having to set on your own little private island, I think that's wonderful. I think all the characters look really nice. Uh, like these weird little animal friends that are running around. Um, I, I think it's charming as much as, like, the the dialogue scrolling and stuff annoys me. I do like talking to the to the animals. I like blathers a lot. You know, I, I like I like Tom Nook a lot. I like my bodybuilding bear that hangs out. <laughs> yes, you have Teddy. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a very charming game, and I and I get the the appeal there, and I and I really like that stuff. Um, and the, and then like again, as much as like the quality of life stuff in terms of it not having it annoys me, I do think I've hit a point where I do enjoy the gameplay loop of Logging on, you know, picking up weeds, maybe getting fruit, maybe crafting a couple of things, catching some fish, turning those in, maybe buying a couple of things, and then logging off. I think that's kind of nice. Like, there's a nice, no, no relaxations, nothing to beat, just kind of hang out for a little bit. And, and, you know, of course, that comes with, for me personally, probably not staying with this game for a year. You know, I'll probably get sick of it uh, eventually and then move on to other things. But, for now, I, I am really enjoying that loop more than I thought I would. Right. I think it's meant to be comforting, yeah. If you've listened to this podcast, then you know that I've played a lot of games, especially over the past two, where, yes, I spent 80 hours playing Hades, also on the Switch, but, you know, I'd get in between runs or, like, I'd start a game and play it through, and then after that, I'd go back to Animal Crossing and play around there some more. So it's very much that kind of like just check in whenever you want to just calm down. Maybe after a long day of work or maybe you're just bored of some other things. It's just sort of like it's just the the cool down tent of video games. Right. Well, I, that's what I think it is outside of the context of quarantine. But then and we can get into this in a second. But the idea of quarantine made this game a lot more than I think it ever was meant to be not in a bad way but like it it was an outlet for hanging out with people friends and otherwise when you literally could not do so in real life oh for sure nintendo struck gold with the timing of this release (laughs) literally i don't think they could have planned it any better yeah totally so yeah let's uh since we kind of talked critically there and i feel like people get your guys's opinions yeah is there anything you want to add (laughs) i mean i love these games i I, I don't necessarily see any criticisms that you have that other people have as something that's like will ruin my love for the game. I think criticisms are valid. And if people want different experiences out of a game, I'll, I'm not going to be the person to stand in their way about it. I have these intense nostalgia glasses about this series and I recognize that. But also, like, this was on my f- list of games that I wanted Nintendo to make for eight years. Like, ever since New Leaf came out, I'm like, I can't wait for the next one. They put Mario Kart track in there that looks like Animal Crossing. I'm like, oh my god, are we going to get a Mario... Are we going to get an Animal Crossing on the Wii U? Naively. Um, I can't wait to what? see Animal Crossing in HD. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> we, no, we, no, we didn't. didn't. That doesn't exist. It's not a game. It doesn't qualify. Pocket Camp is not a game. That's a microtransaction machine. No, Amiibo Festival is not a game. Uh, either. They're both not games. So, so like, there there was Animal Crossing content in the interim, but I was like, I can't wait for another actual fleshed-out experience. And when it came out, 
honestly, I was thankful that I had to stay inside in kind of a weird way. It was like the one good thing out, out of the situation where it's like, you know what? At the very least, now I can sit inside with this game that I've waited for for so long and really like sink my teeth into it. And it's honestly what's gotten me through a lot of the past year as well. So I'm incredibly thankful to the game. So we've had a lot of time talking about this current video game. I want to hear about your all's past experiences with the series. I want to hear some fun stories. I want to hear, I just want to hear about it. I want to hear your, your thoughts on them. Um, yeah, so my, my history with the series was I'm a relatively new uh, fan. The first game I played seriously, in I played a little bit of City Folk because Sid was playing it. But the main one that I got into was New Leaf. I remember sitting and just staring at the download page of the 3DS because it takes forever. (laughs) (laughs) Throw back to Um, that. Just waiting for it to download. And yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed New Leaf. It's it was very much my game that I would just play whenever I was too stressed out. Like this was about the time where I was just starting high school so it was very much like if I get too stressed out or things are just way too much then this is kind of the place where you can just hang out and not worry about things Uh, so I put a good amount of time into New Leaf and then but I'm not nearly the like in-depth fan as Sid is (laughs) (laughs) is that all you had to say I don't want to step on yeah, no, that I mean, I played a lot of New Leaf, but I didn't I didn't play nearly as much as you and it wasn't it, it wasn't my favorite game on the 3DS, I'll say that much. That's fair. Um yeah, I mean, I mentioned before City Folk was my first entry and you corroborated that, but like I used to run home from school after like I think middle and elementary, I think a little bit at the end of elementary school to play city folk on the Wii. And it was very much in that time of my youth where it's like, I only had an hour a day to play video games because I had to go do my homework. And I would just sit there like in front of the TV playing city folk for that hour and trying to push it a couple more minutes. Just let me, let me sell these flowers. Let me do one more thing. Let me do one more thing. I was completely hooked and I loved that game, but I also didn't have a community when I played that game. Like I maybe had one other person who played um wild world as well because that was the more popular one at the time i did i own it now i own all the animal crossings now but i never played wild world or the gamecube version is that Um, the ds game yeah that's the ds one um and the wild world is basically a ds version of city folk like they're very similar so i didn't have people to tell me like you can hit like i i learned from a friend basically like you can hit the rocks with a shovel to do this you can do this with this like all these all those little like features that are now second nature to me i learned from people i learned not to run in your town because it kills your grass like things like that so glad that's not a thing i'm so glad that's not a thing anymore (laughs) um but like it's still i wasn't quite in that headspace of like playing video games and like trying to find out more things like i was very content to just do what i was doing and i think that was also a part of like only playing it for a little bit every day and then eventually moving on from it New Leaf is really where I hit it off with the series and where I really started to actually like look into 
what other people were doing with the games, what the history of it was, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that part of that came from becoming older, but then also that came from all the different things they added into that game. They added diving in that game. They added the amiibo cards. You were the mayor. Suddenly you could control the town and like the hours the stores were open. The fact that villagers would help keep your town free of weeds for you. All of this different that, And some of it hasn't even made it over to New Horizons. But like just years put into that game. Like, f- like we're only one year into New Horizons. And I hope that going forward we're going to start to pick up more of those features in New Leaf that got left behind. But, like, they really supported that game for years. And they put, like, we got Happy Home Designer, which really wasn't my cup of tea. And then they brought those features back into New Leaf. And I'm like, oh, thank God I can use them on my actual town, which I really care about. The campers, all of the, like, the island. Oh, my God. Being able to go to the island and catch bugs. It was like, that was my main thing that I did in New Leaf, is I would stay up in the late, late at night after doing all my homework at school and just catching beetles all night. That's kind of my overarching thing with the with the series but like I had a little bit I had more people more friends who played New Leaf so I I definitely like visited other people's towns and we did things together we played the mini games sometimes but yeah like I mentioned earlier New Horizons is really where I felt like this bigger community come up behind the games Okay, let's let's run through the year of Animal Crossing New Horizons. You guys are basically going to give your opinions on every event they had and um, update they made. And I, and I want to hear how well that year of continued content worked out. Yeah, so obviously we had the base game, one version 1.0. It's the version that comes on the cartridge. Nothing really to talk about there. Uh, version 1.1 was released on... March 19th, so the day before the game came out. (laughs) Um, And that added in the data for Bunny Day, which was the uh, Easter event, and that started on April 1st and ran through April 12th. And let me tell you, as somebody who doesn't know anything about Animal Crossing, didn't know anything about it, all I can gather is that Bunny Day is hell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. So the main like gimmick of Bunny Day is that you can run around and just collect eggs, but there's so many eggs all the time everywhere. Uh, so much so that halfway through the event, they released version 1.1.2, which actually reduced the rate that eggs would appear because people were so upset that they were everywhere. I would say the one good thing that people didn't realize about the eggs until later was that you could eat them to gain the like the power of like eating fruit to move trees. I flattened my island to terraform it shortly after this and I wanted to keep all my trees, so having so many eggs really helped me. <laughs> but yes, there they were, they were f-ing everywhere. <laughs> you could not go like 2 feet without seeing like a little dig spot where there was like a egg buried or just everywhere. Or having a balloon fly over that has an egg. Oh my god, the balloons. That was too much. <laughs> so, hang on. To go back a little bit. You can move your trees? Yes, you can move your trees. Without cutting them down and planting new ones? Nope. You yes. can eat a fruit or a coconut or whatever it be. And then you, it'll give you a little like 1 out of 10 power. And then if you 
you can if you hit a rock with that it'll break the rock and it'll spawn in a new location or you can pick up your tree and move it somewhere i think those are the two things you can do with that but also if you have a toilet item in the game you can take it and it'll get rid of that so if you don't want to break your rocks and you eat too many things then you can take it and relieve yourself i love that there's nothing i love more than pooping in video games it's so, so funny, funny to me. you can get a golden toilet in that game too so 10 out of 10 perfect game Lots of games don't like to acknowledge that you can poop, so I always appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you eat too many apples, you can poop. Yes. So then the next update was version 1.2, which released on April 23rd. This update added Leaf as Wait, a merchant. Wait, real quick. What was your all opinion on Bunny Day? I heard the wider internets, but I didn't get yours. Like, it was did frustrating. you enjoy the event? It okay. was fine, but it was frustrating. I, I mean, mostly I just, I didn't like the items. So I didn't really care. Yeah, because you take trade in the eggs for like furniture and you can use the them to craft things. Yeah, okay, pretty, cool. pretty much. Yeah, they were a nuisance, but they weren't like I wasn't furious. So this one's like not a winner to you guys. I mean, no, I'm excited yeah. to play it again in a like at, on April first again to see if they're gonna add. Mostly my, my my looking forward to the next year in Animal Crossing is I'm going to see if they're going to do anything to the holidays to make them different from the previous year. That's what I'm curious about. So yeah, uh, version 1.2, April 23rd, uh, added Leaf as a merchant. And Leaf is the sloth that will sell you uh, bushes and certain flower seeds that you couldn't buy previously. They also added Red. Yeah, he's from which... New Leaf and he's really cute. Yeah, I love Leaf. He's pretty great. Also, you can sell your weeds to him for twice the amount that the Nooks will buy them. So that's also pretty cool. Because in New Leaf, he used to have this thing where he would do, like, it was weeding day. And then he would, like, he would give you, like, a little timer challenge to pick up as many weeds as you could. So it's, it's like, a continuation of that, basically. He's a sloth and he loves weed. That's the gist of that. Good for him. <laughs> they also added Red, and he shows up at the secret beach and you can buy art but you have to be careful because sometimes it's a counterfeit and you have to make sure you get a real one that was honestly one of my favorite features from the previous games was learning art history by like deducing which ones are real and not this yeah. selling counterfeit art he is. yeah you can you could buy a mona lisa with eyebrows I love it. Have not met this. Have not met this man, but he's my favorite. He's so good. He and Tom Nook have like a bitter rivalry too. It's very fun. Tom Nook hates him. I like that these animals be doing crimes. It's, yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, you can also find uh, buy haunted artifacts from him, where sometimes oh it's a fake piece of art, but it's just haunted. The cursed Rosetta Stone that's blue and glows at night is so f- cool. You could get a statue that just floats and has blue glowing eyes. Oh yeah, that's that's a good one too. It's very easy to make like a cryptid like horror island in this game. I've seen quite a few and they're very fun. That's yeah, fun. As as part of this, they added the art gallery to the museum where if you get a genuine piece of art, you can donate it to the museum and then it will be displayed in a new area. After that, there was Nature Day, which was April 23rd to May 4th. Um this just had a couple special uh Nook Miles quests based around nature um there wasn't anything crazy for this one uh after that was may day which was may 1st through may 7th and this added that's not how may day works it's it's a week-long day same with (laughs) nature day 
this added a special mystery tour that you could go to a island that had a hedge maze in it and you had to use some of your like game knowledge to solve this maze it was so cool yeah there's stuff where like you can't the game doesn't allow you to jump diagonally over a single hole when there's a wall there. So you have to jump and then figure your way around to jump the other side. Really creative on that. At the end of the maze was Rover, who is from previous games, and he gave you a briefcase item. Yeah, it was a it was a suitcase that he usually has on the train or whatever, because he used to be the character that you used to introduce yourself to, and that's where you did like the mystery question to what your face is going to look like. Uh, where you picked your map and all that but it's like it's a suitcase that has different stickers on it representing like different aspects of the game but um that i think is one of my favorite like in retrospect one of my favorite events because it was just so creative and it gave me like so many ideas for other things that the game like the game devs could do to give you kind of these like scripted paths that could be really fun it kind of felt like theme parky in a really fun way so i hope they do more with that kind of concept it's cool that's an interesting holiday for them to do yeah i don't know why that one specifically but like did you guys do mayday stuff in school no i don't think i'd heard about it until this because i did and i didn't know that that wasn't a thing most people did until way later in life (laughs) (laughs) every year at school they'd be like mayday it's a mayday celebration you get to go outside for extra time and we eat ice cream or whatever and i did not know that was weird <laughs> hey man that, like, excuse to eat ice cream like isn't a, a bad time yeah yeah it's interesting but just like I, I just have thought about that in years right yeah so after that was the international museum day which ran from may 18th to may 31st this added a stamp rally in the museum where you had to go to different stamp stations in your museum and then if you collected them all, you could get like an item from Blathers or whatnot. Oh man, if that happened right now for me, it'd be a pretty depressing museum. <laughs> like nothing in there. You basically got like the plaques on the outsides of the exhibits, so the bug, fossil, and fish one, because they didn't have one for the art, um, unfortunately. But yeah, but it was it was mainly just fun to run around the museum. I remember Sid and I spent a little bit of time just running around looking at all the things. Honestly, just like a real quick pause, the museum in this game is fucking stunning. It's so beautiful. Like, I it's just finished. It's so big. It's so fucking huge. Like, I, in an era where I can't go visit museums, I'm like, I adore this. Like, just being able to walk through and, like, as you donate more things, like, the exhibits fill out more. Like, not only are they putting fish and things in, but they're like, add rocks and, like, waterfalls and things, and, like, it will get more visually interesting. I just finished my museum, um, and I, my big goal for this year was to finish it before the year anniversary of the game, and I did do that. I just, I love walking around the museum. Even though I've donated everything, I just go hang out in there. It's so nice and relaxing. If you stand on the blue circles on the floor in the fossil exhibit, you can see the meteorite impact. So, like, it's just so cool. Just seeing the museum and seeing the lighting in the museum, specifically that butterfly room, Mm-hmm. I saw that in the trailer before the game released, and that was the single thing oh that got God. me the most excited for the game. I lost my... <laughs> it was so beautiful. I'm like, I have to play this game now. Then, after that was version 1.2.1 on May 21st, which added the ability for Wilbur to buy items while you're out on a mystery tour, and while you're on Harv's Island, he can send items to your house. 
just a nice quality of life thing. And then after that was wedding season, which ran from June 1st to June 30th. And this added Reese and Cyrus, who were from New Leaf. Uh, they appear on Harv's Island and they give you some quests to like take anniversary photos for them. Yeah, and they had their own special currency, which you could trade to get the items, which was really cute. Um, so I know a lot of people who had planned to get married during this year were able to actually like, hold ceremonies on their island, which I think is really sweet. Things like that. Um, I, I think that this was very exciting to see those returning characters, but I think the more exciting people that I witnessed from others was just the presence of having these items and what they could kind of use them for. Yeah, the items were... Like, I believe there was, like, a carpet that had the wedding, like, aisle. And then there was pews that had, like, wedding decorations. And there's a wall decoration as well. Oh, no, there was way more than that. They had a, they had cakes. They had tables. They had candles. They had an organ. Oh, yes, I remember that. They had scene. an archway. They had, they had so many items. And they were all customizable. So you could do, like, four different themes. You could have, like, a modern, a garden, a, like, more cutesy. Like, it was very, very cool items. Yeah, after that uh, was version 1.3 on July 3rd. This was uh, titled the Summer Update Wave 1. And this added uh, diving, which you can buy a wetsuit and then you can go into the ocean surrounding your island and you can dive for different sea creatures and whatnot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, this was a feature in New Leaf that people were surprised to see didn't return, so we were very happy to get when it updated. Because we're like, why can't we swim on our literal island? This is this makes no sense. So, uh, yeah. So having that right at the start of summer was pretty great. Gave you that beachy feel. The as part of this, they also added Pascal. He was a character from previous games. If you catch a scallop while diving, then he'll appear, and you can give it to him, and he'll give you a recipe for like a mermaid series item he also spouts some hippie wisdom for you yeah that's usually just nonsense but i love him he's very charming um they also added gullivar which is a version of gulliver who can wash up on your beach sometimes uh gullivar is just pirate themed gulliver <laughs> his phone he loses his phone so you have to go dive for it and bring it back to him and then the next day he'll ship you an item. He showed up on my island and I ran around the beach looking for stuff and couldn't find anything. So that explains a lot. Yeah. The yeah. other regular Gulliver, it, it just for contrast, because we didn't talk about it, um, you have to dig up the pieces of his phone in the sand. And so when you hear the, like, you see the little spurt instead of getting clams, sometimes there's phone pieces. Yeah. But cool, the pirate cool. one emphasized the diving. You have to go dive for his phone. So that was version 1.3. Version 1.4. Uh, which released on July 30th, so about middle of summer, late summer. Uh, this was the Summer Update Wave 2, and it added the fireworks shows, which were a seasonal event that would happen on Saturdays, uh, if I'm not mistaken, where fire there would be a big fireworks show and all your villagers would run around with sparklers and whatnot. You could also edit the look of the fireworks and make custom fireworks, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that was very fun. Uh, as part of this update, they also added the ability to turn off the HUD in photo mode, which was very cool because it was annoying oh, nice. to use the photo mode and then have it over something. And then if you wanted to use the switches record option, then you would just have the HUD in the way. So now you could turn it off. 
Um, they also added the Dream Suite, where you can go to sleep in a bed and then randomly travel to someone's island to get like design inspiration. And then this also allowed for save backup to NSO in case of your in case your system broke, which wasn't a thing until this update. Huh. What well, seems like it should have been a launch feature. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sid has had some miserable time with switches, so I'm glad this didn't happen yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the only one file that was, well, the two files that were really detrimental when I have broken switches before were um, Breath of the Wild and Splatoon 2, but that was before on cloud save was a thing in general on the Switch. Like, I've, yeah, I lost Nintendo my Breath of the Wild was... file a month after the system came out. <laughs> and then. So brutal. Yeah, Switch uh, for Splatoon 2, I lost um, like a year in or something. I don't know. It, I was very happy about this, basically. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Yeah. Um, it's something weird, though, where like you have to... For this update in particular, you can save it to your cloud, but you can't like re-download it unless you send in like a repair thing. It, it was stupid. Um, I think what? they've changed it now, but like you had to have Nintendo put the save da- data back on. Jesus Christ, Nintendo! I don't know. I don't really remember exactly <laughs> With the how times. it works. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty bad. I'll be honest. I think yeah, maybe what um, they wanted to avoid was people duplicating their islands onto multiple switches. Um, okay. Because they because they very much push the feature of like one switch one island. So even if you have multiple accounts on one switch, all of those people just move into the same island. So if you want a different island, you have to have a different console. Really? Yep. Yeah, wow, they did that's... change it eventually, um, but we'll get to that. Yep. Huh. Um, version one point five was released on September thirtieth. This added Halloween, which went was on October 31st, between 5 p.m. and 12 p.m. As part of Halloween, they added Jack, who's a seasonal character. He has a pump, he's a jack-o'-lantern for a head. Uh, That's fun. They added candy, which you could get one, you could buy one per day on the store uh, from September 30th to October 31st. And then during Halloween, your villagers would trick-or-treat with you and if you gave them candy then they would be happy and they'd give you stuff back um if you didn't then they would prank you and change all your face settings (laughs) um this also added pumpkin plants which you could plant and then harvest pumpkins to craft halloween items or just to sell they added four new eye and skin colors which are i think all just halloween themed there's like yellow eyes and white pale skin so you could dress up like a vampire or zombie colored like green skin things like that yeah and then there was two new reactions there was haunt and scare so you could really be spooky um version 1.6 was on november 18th this added both turkey day and toy day turkey day being thanksgiving toy day being christmas um it also added you know the respective characters franklin for turkey day and jingle for toy day the big thing for this update though was they added <laughs> nine new reactions. They added Tada, Excited, Here You Go, Yoga, Workout, Sniff, Take a Picture, Wave Goodbye, and my favorite reaction of all time, Sit Down. It's the best one. <laughs> you can sit down on the floor. Um, previously, your villagers could do this and you just had to like stand next to them weirdly. 
now you can actually just sit down next to them. It's fantastic. Now you can be the annoying prick to sit down in the middle of a bridge when they're trying to cross. (laughs) Haha, gotcha. Um, (laughs) They also added six new hairstyles. Um, These were just more options, basically. They added an option... I was saying I want to pause right here because these six new hairstyles, like, well, yes, that is kind of a um, not a big deal just on the surface. But these six new hairstyles were like the first time that the Animal Crossing series has had um, natural hairstyles for um, black players to actually like have natural textured hair. That was a huge deal. People have been begging for that forever. And to put in context to previous games again, the only way you could even have dark skin in previous Animal Crossing games is you had to leave your character out in the sun to tan. Oh. Which was terrible. That's not cool. Terrible. So not only did they add darker skin cones at the at the first part of the game, now in this update they added more natural textured hair, which is fantastic, and I hope they continue to go forward with this, but that was a huge step forward for the series. Yeah, it was like pretty whack in the past games. Yeah, yes. that's uh, straight up racist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was bad. So, that's that's not good. Yeah, so this this wasn't updating. like I don't want to praise them too much. Like it should be base content, but like I also don't want to gloss over the fact that they did do this. Yeah, I just couldn't remember specifically what the hairstyles were, but I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, I mean my partner um, was really excited to have his own textured hair, and so that was a huge deal. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter really singing its praises. So that was I mean really that's good to know for, to watch. for anybody who might want to go back and play the older ones too. Yes, that's, that's rough. Yes. That's not a not a great thing. I think the only one that you could actually even do that quote unquote tanning feature was New Leaf. I don't think any before that you just had to be pale. Yeah, it was pretty bold. Yeah. So anyway, glad we're here with that. Yeah, uh, house, after you've already unlocked all the rooms, uh, this allowed you to double your house storage if you're one of those crazy people who have already filled it. Like me. Um, Yeah, not judging (laughs) here, but uh, this was, it's like something ridiculous, like a million bells to upgrade, but at that point, if you're the kind of player that needs it, then you're good. 1.6 also added the save data transfer to a different switch. So this you could finally transfer your save data to another switch in case your switch is broken also though it did have an interesting feature where if you are a resident on somebody else's switch and you got your own switch you could transfer your house off of that island onto a new island and keep all your yes which was great when your partner got a switch (laughs) actually we didn't actually use that feature because after like a couple hours of him being a resident on my island he just bought the game i was like fuck off (laughs) All right. So you mentioned that. Um, not to slow us down a little bit more. That seems pretty messed up. You can't just make a new save file on the same switch and have a new island. Yeah, you both just share the same island. That seems kind of gross. That seems a little like, hey, buy a new one. <laughs> I I Ugh, like the I idea like in all. theory of like sharing an island with your household. Like if you're, it's like if you're like growing up, if we had had this console, like you and I probably would have shared this island and we would have worked together. Um, that's what we did on the Wii. Yeah, and th- yeah, and that's how it used to be in other games too. So it ag- again, it is consistent. But um, I agree that like the other side of that is like they should just have an option to be like, no, I actually want a new island. Like they should yeah, let you seems... pick either or. That seems a little grossly restrictive. Like that seems like they are intentionally going, hey, siblings, you don't want to share, gotta get another one. 
Right. That's well, it just so happened that my partner already had his own Switch. He just didn't know if he wanted to pay for the game. But then he ended up liking it enough that he's like, I'm just going to buy my own copy. So Yeah, sure. But that's not the case if, like, this is a kid's game, right. ultimately. Yeah. yeah so, know, yeah. Just, which so... parents want to buy a Switch per child, you know? Like, yeah, as adults. Yeah, that's a different thing. But, yeah, that's 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 a little gross. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You can continue. <laughs> so, one point, again, 1.6 added Toy Day. So, that was, like, through the end of the year. That was the last update for 2020. Uh, 1.7 was released January 27th, 2021. This added Festival and Pave, who is the mascot for Festival. Uh, it also added four new reactions, which are Feeling It, Let's Go, Viva, and Confetti. And Feeling It is the goofiest looking dance I've ever seen, and I love it. It's second best to sit down. Yes. <laughs> Um, the update after that was 1.8, which was on February 25th. Uh, this update added the Mario items, which, uh, is just Mario costumes and some bricks and whatever. And then a very powerful item known as the warp pipe. Uh, these, you can place two or more down on your Island and then you can jump in it and then it will take you to the other one. So you can use them to just teleport around your island so far the best thing in the game i know i have friends who are working on redecorating their island right now and their strategy is you can actually put a pipe inside your house and warp to the inside of your house as well they don't <gasps> just have to be outside you can do that yeah so when they are working <sighs> on reorganizing their island and to get in and out of their house pretty quickly they carry one in their pocket put one in their house um put it down wherever they are on their island and then jump in go to their house and then warp back and pick it up and keep it in their pocket so i'm honestly like this island this item when it first came out i was like oh that's kind of cool it's aesthetic like it was a new leaf it's just gonna sit there but once they announced that it had functionality i'm like they didn't have to do that but i am so glad they went the extra step to do that because that is such a cool item yeah it's it's wild just like how much because the way this game loads especially like there's a reason that the load times are kind of bad and they happen all the time it's because the overworld is only loaded like around your player so having this item which lets you like jump around yes you have to sit through another load screen but it's very powerful and it's not it doesn't actually take that long to load really no and if you're curious about more of the science on warp pipes um there's this youtuber abdallah smash 026 who did he um he does a lot of like really cool every time there's a new animal crossing update he'll like test out on stream to like see what the limits are but he did a great science of warp pipe video where he could see like there is literally no limit to how many warp pipes you can have the only problem is you can't choose which one you come out it's randomized so um but that could be really cool if you wanted to make like a warp pipe maze things like that that we haven't really seen people do yet so cool i like the mario stuff i i have made a monstrosity i am uh marwar luigi <laughs> that is how i'm Very playing great. the video game now it's disgusting it's awful and i love it <laughs> fantastic this is the power of animal crossing uh the next update which is not out as of this recording and i believe it's not out as of the time this episode goes up uh is potentially version 1.9 they haven't quite said but it will be released March 26th and it adds the Sanrio items and the villagers with the Sanrio amiibo cards. I'm so excited for that. It's your Hello Kitty. Honestly, aesthetically, that's going to match. 
Yeah. Well, and the reason those are a big deal is they were Japan exclusive until now. So this is the first time that English countries are going to get them or just any other country oh, in cool. general. So very excited for that. Neat. But only at Target. Only at Target. Well, well at least it's not Walmart, I guess. <laughs> Fair your, enough. Pick your poison between your mega stores. Um, all right. Well, that's awesome. So overall, would you guys say it was a positive, good year for updates? Yeah, every update kept me coming back to play for a couple weeks, um, usually every day for a couple weeks. We had several events and just like hanging out, exploring what the new update had. Uh, it was enough to keep me like if all of this stuff was available from the start, it probably would not have grabbed me as much as having it update did. Right. It also helps that the seasonal stuff happens on the actual holiday. So you get that sort of build up as well. Right. I think also, too, we didn't mention it, but um, the dev team has said that they're going to support updates like this for the first three years of the game. So um, I'm excited to see what they continue to do in the in the years to come. But like you said, yeah, it did pull me back into the game when I had kind of fallen off. And it was something to like when they announce it, look forward to and be excited about kind of experiencing. I do want them to, going forward, start to add back in those features that were missing from previous games. I hope that they just genuinely have plans to do it and that they're just not in there yet, not that they were getting rid of them. So I've, I'm waiting to see. Waiting to see Blathers. Waiting to see Brewster come back. Brewster! Give me Brewster. I just want to make coffee! To sort of wrap up the podcast, um, I want to hear some personal stories from you guys about uh, some personal uh, events you've had with this game or just the series in general, whatever you have. I kind of want to hear your story since this that's kind of what the series is seemingly about, being a life sim at all. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You go ahead and start. Okay. Um, I think one of the like most consistent things that I really find engaging through this past year is like the concept of villager hunting. Um, villager hunting uh, is like this the thing where you like you save up the Nook Mile tickets and you or the Nook Mile points and you can buy tickets and then you can go to that random island and if you have a house plot open on your island you can find random villagers. Um, that's a super cool feature as opposed to like other games where it would just be randomly assigned. So you can kind of have this choice and it becomes this big event of like, oh, I have a house slot open. I'm going to set aside time and like cash out all these Nook Mile tickets and go see. It's a little kind of lottery gambling kind of feel, but like really satisfying when you find somebody that you want to get. Yeah, I haven't quite done this myself just because I, I mean, I just kind of stick with who I have. <laughs> I have like five of the villagers that are all the same personality types. So they just run in circles all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they talk about all the bugs living in their floor. So that's all the, the lazy types. Island. That's the kind of island I have. Right. Versus I've completely changed over my entire villager roster like twice now. So. Yeah. Um, about that. How. What about the amiibo cards? You've been using those. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't super collect them when they first came out. I basically bought a couple packs here and there and traded with some. I did order specifically 
like meringue and gale and things or like my favorite villagers just to have this was again back in like new leaf when they weren't nearly as expensive um i think i probably paid like five dollars a piece for each of them that was like kind of my cap for it um oh my god they're so expensive now though if you want them thank god they're yeah, reprinting thankfully them. they just recently saw a reprinting yep uh because of you know their integration with new horizons but they're oh still you could you can look to spend like up to 20 dollars per card sometimes oh my god yeah for those very specifically like popular villagers i'm thinking like lucky and julian and those people but so those are cool i also finished collecting the actual animal crossing amiibo festival figure line right before this came out because those also have functionality not nearly as cool as like the actual villagers that can move in but the specialty characters you can tap them to get like poster decorations of them which is pretty cool i i use them mostly for like those characters who i really want to stay um and sometimes when a villager asks to leave they'll ask a specific person to trade places with them and so that way if it's a person who i really like and i have their card i can say yes to get somebody new in who i don't have the card for and then just use the card to bring them back so i really like that feature i've also been mailing you them i've mailed you a couple of them to use for specific people and i've let other friends use them as well yeah so. that's how i got walker in my town who is another lazy type but <laughs> yeah is very good but walker was your favorite from new leaf so that was definitely like oh i have to mail you this one to let you use it so yeah and then i mail it back after i used it yeah it was very fun so yeah i mean i i really like them i think the other thing like as we were talking about with the price of them and how insane they are is watching people get more intuitive with it and making their own custom nfc cards that have the same code but then they're just cheaper because they're manufactured they're not actually official so yeah and this has been something that's happened for a while there's like a third party scanner device that you can use to back up amiibo data but you can use it to ex and exploit it to create duplicate nfc um like chips uh so this is something we've seen for pretty much every amiibo right but um so these cards you can usually find the chips for like five dollars if you just want like the data and you don't care about well, and the sometimes card. you don't even have to pay that much per per thing like sometimes you can get them bundled like people this is like a business for them and they'll be like i'll give you three of them for five dollars or whatever and you can pick which ones you want so yeah so it's not like unattainable no but it does make me feel like a little better about that ease of access of like limited data behind an amiibo figure especially when amiibo, amiibo figures get really rare or they're bundled with games I don't know. Amiibo is like an interesting topic, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the problem with Amiibo, right? It's just like tying content that, you know, maybe you should argue you should, you should just get with the purchase of the game to a figure that might be hard to get. Uh, weird, I really like collecting the Amiibo, thing. but yeah, it is. And then it's another it's another price investment, you know? That might actually be a good big topic for report sometime down the line. <laughs> yeah um but yeah and then the other thing that i've done a lot in this game is flattening my island i think i mentioned this earlier but like using the terraforming feature to completely level my town like so that it's all the same flatness base level moving all the buildings off to the beach off to the sides and then completely redesigning the town from the ground up i've done that twice now um that's and not that a cheap is a really... thing to do <laughs> it's not cheap no i think it costs like three million bells at least Oof. um to like demolish all your bridges and rebuild them and staircases and whatnot but 
it has given me those points where it's like I'm bored with the game I don't really know what I want to do and that will get me to dive back into it for like weeks at a time saving up resources planning it out getting inspiration from others things like that and then redecorating it once it's rebuilt so yeah you can only demolish or build a bridge or staircase one a day and you can only move one building per day so yeah it does take a while well if you're doing it without time traveling as well so Uh, yeah if you're not a cheater Wow, is that really what you're going to call me? <laughs> Whatever, I've time traveled before. It's not a problem. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah, and I mentioned this this other one before, but like I finished my museum in the first year of the game, which is a huge goal, huge goal of mine. So There's a lot of things to put in the museum. It is. I haven't looked Some up the actual number. specific things, too. My museum is so sad. <laughs> Just walk through it, and there's nothing. Speaking about UI, though, that you may not have noticed, and for people who are going into this game... This, this game added a really great way to track what you've actually donated to the museum. If you go into your Critterpedia and you hover over it, it will have a little museum icon next to it if you've donated it. So that's a great way of keeping track of what you've actually donated that the other games didn't actually do. Huh, that's useful. Right. I like that. Uh, I, I like that. Like Pokedex, like it like immediately triggers my brain. I'm like, gotta fill it out. Exactly. Like <laughs> I always, whenever I catch it. a new thing, first one goes to Blathers. You know. Yeah, I'm. As of this recording, I'm one fish away from completing, from getting all the fish, uh, and I've completed all the fossils. I just have a couple more uh, bugs and a couple more diving creatures to get. Have you completed your art collection? Oh god, no! I keep okay. accidentally buying counterfeits because I don't want to look up a guide. Oh well. Me and Better my learn more about art. Are gonna hang out. Yeah, that's fair. With talking about like all the holidays and things in game, though, like I've held like holiday parties around the seasons i made a um like a fashion runway for halloween and i did a costume contest with my friends in game which was really fun i've held i think i held a christmas party um i've held like on halloween we did like a um a scavenger hunt on my island because it was brand new nobody had seen the new layout i had just finished re like organizing it and then um i buried all of these like or i put like little presents with candy in them everywhere and people went around to find that so like that was a lot of fun things like that and then the other big one uh, is i got to share this game with a first-time player my partner i mentioned had never played these games before and because we were quarantined together throughout this entire time like i got to be the person to show him all these new features about the game and see him experience the game for the first time and um that was a lot of fun that's really cool yeah i mean uh, one even though connor like you have played the games before like we would visit each other's islands constantly like i want to sell my town fruit to you oh i got this new thing like and just mailing each other gifts back and forth so even when you're not both on at the same time like i can send you something and it'll show up later and yeah um, i can mail you a cursed baseball table oh my god the baseball table no (laughs) i forgot that you did that um (laughs) yeah just like pranks like that and just i don't know just hanging out coming over to each other's islands to catch fish to save up money getting to the fishing tourneys together all of that stuff and then yeah like what we both talked about with the new update like getting excited to individually come back to the game but then reconnecting with all the people i know who play the game that way so yeah this is such a um there's a reason that the community around this game blew up as much as it did and it's because of stuff like that where you can just you know hang out with your friends and explore these islands or different areas the it's also a reason why this game coming out right before quarantine was so 
huge is because you couldn't do that in real life. So here's this video game that you can do it. Um, in my case, also, it's because uh, Sid le- lives very far away from me. So having this opportunity to hang out with them and, you know, sort of experience similar things is pretty great. Yeah, it's definitely, it brings people closer together, um, whether they be quarantined apart and they used to live right next to each other and now they can't see each other or like our case, like we're states away, you know? And like with holidays too, it's that like you want to celebrate milestones. We've now been quarantined for a year. So it's like, that's a whole year of holidays that because they're putting them into these games, I still got to celebrate in some way, even though I didn't feel safe to do it the way I normally would have. So it kept... I think that was kind of like the really invaluable part of this game is like, I can't go outside to do Halloween things that I would want to do. Like um, I have my own personal Halloween traditions, like going to see Rocky Horror Picture Show and things that I couldn't do, but I can do this one thing with, with my friends who have this game and we can, we can make our own kind of fun about it and socialize and connect. So honestly, I think that's like personal stories, all these individual ones. Yes. But like, as a whole, like I have a year of memories in this game that I couldn't possibly just sit here and share all of them. <laughs> well, you all are making me want to play it now. So Yes. I have more DIY recipes for you. <laughs> yes, yes. We need to get together and do that. So let's let's wrap up so we can get to play more Animal Crossing. Thank you for listening. This was super fun. Uh, thank you, Sid, for joining us. I, Absolutely. I hope you get to come on more. That was delightful. Um, next up in the feed, you will be getting an episode on another delightful game, Concrete Genie, which uh, neither of us have finished yet, but I'll tell you right now, I'm in the middle of it, and I really like it. So I have not started little, it. I've been waiting to play one. it on the PS5. I'm so excited. You just got yours today. I know. I'm so as of recording. Yes, I just got one. I'm very excited. Yes, and we'll we'll do check in with you at some point with that. Um, probably on a future report. But yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, if you if you just got here because of this episode, we just did a whole little mini marathon with Sonic. We did five episodes, categorizing uh, doing Sonic Adventure through Sonic the Hedgehog. So if you'd like to check out any of those, we have those for you, and we have a whole year's. It's almost been a year. This is. What, is this going to come out as close to the year anniversary as we could as when we started uploading? We got a bunch yeah, of episodes. I think, so. I think we uploaded our first one sometime mid-April. So, yeah, pretty close. Yeah, Ooh, so scroll back through the feed, see if there's anything. Yeah. Um, see if there's anything that interests you. Check it out. We're proud of most of them. <laughs> you know, maybe our <laughs> first Luigi's Mansion was a bit awkward, but... You get used to it as you well. go. Yeah. Uh, but if you'd like to keep up with the show, see what we're playing next, any scheduling changes, any updates, anything like that, you can follow us on Twitter at SaveStationPod. Uh, Connor, where can the people follow you? Uh, you can follow me at ConiferSSR. Um, just whatever hot gaming takes I have. Uh, unpopular Bioshock opinions, whatever. <laughs> you uh, hacking your Wii. Find... <laughs> me hacking my Wii. Spending so long burning Dreamcast discs, whatever, that kind of content. Uh, Sid, where, they, where can they find you? 
Um, I am at Chili Straw on Twitter and Instagram, and I stream over on Twitch. Um, I post my schedules on Twitter as well. I definitely always um, stream on Sundays. But um, I also just recently started a Discord, which you can find the link for that in my Twitch chat, as well as on my Twitter. I host a, I co-host a podcast with my partner called Beans and Leaves, which you can find at beans underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram, I believe. And then the other one that I want to shout out that's not me, just because we talked about Animal Crossing this whole episode, is there's an entire podcast about Animal Crossing that they started before the game was announced, like when the game was announced all the way and they continue to do it, is called The Villager's Voice. So if you just want more Animal Crossing content, I highly recommend them. Oh, cool. Do you want to also give a shout out to that YouTube channel you mentioned earlier? Yes, at Smash 26 does really good Animal Crossing update content. Yeah, and Sweet. I'll put links to most of those things in the description. Cool, Yeah, we didn't great. do um, recommended viewings this time around just because the format's different, but... The, the, well i got you ones. covered yeah yeah you got it you nailed it we weren't planning got it and you you destroyed that one cool. um you you can follow me at dustin h dragon on twitter um uh, where I, I don't know i'm very dumb on twitter <laughs> <laughs> oh real quick though um i've been streaming animal crossing because i have a capture card now but i plan on doing a stream in the future where um people send me their island codes and i come and visit them on stream so if that sounds interesting to any of your audience send them over my way and they can dm me their animal crossing stuff Fun. Well, thank you for listening. This has been a good time. And as always, be good to each other. Yeah, and take care. And bye. So, I, I I felt like a moron last night. Looked at Twitter, saw somebody had said, uh, somebody had tweeted a picture of Isabel and went, so her head is shaped like a bell. And her name is Isabel. Yeah. And I just wanted to die. <laughs> her head is actually shaped like the bell bag. It's like the bag of money. So that's why it's like tied up in a ribbon at the top with a little poof. It's like it's meant to be the top of the bag. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like those people who just now realize that Tails' name is Tails Miles Per Hour and get the pun. Oh, know? I see. <laughs> like I felt so dumb. I never noticed that, so You really didn't? Oh good, I'm not no. alone. Join me! Join me in the dumb kids club. She's oh my a god! Dog. You guys, I, it's a dog. Yeah, she's a Shih Tzu. Yeah, is she's a bell. She, she's also the mascotiest looking mascot to ever to mascot. I mean, that's true. That's why when we get a build a bear, it's gonna be her. I have not oh, met yeah. her in my game, and that's upsetting. Yeah, not yet. <laughs>